0: So, Lon Ray, so my yes, Ray's the person, Rae, you're such a great guy and a, and a fitness guru and a talented human being, <laughs> to say the least. You know, Thank you, so I was, yeah, so I was like, I wanted to reach out to you because we're doing so many different things under and over the radar. So, I was just like, let me just catch you in. So, I wanted to see how you were doing. What's going on,
1: man? Listen, number one, it's great to see you, it's been a while. You have not aged one bit, so you got to give me the secrets. This is an amazing time, man. Been in on the grind. You know, we met early, early days in L.A. and just been, you know, on the grind. And it's amazing just to see how kind of the power of focus has allowed a lot of things to happen. I've got two three TV shows on air right now, well, starting on December 1st, and then uh, another one coming out in January. So it's like all those days of slogging and pushing and working and humping are just paying off, you know? Um, and also I think uh, a lot of it is an uh, allowing mindset. You know, i gotten into a lot of meditation and stuff and that's that's made all the difference in the world. I'm super excited right now. Oh, wait, meditation.
0: Oops. tell me about that meditation stuff because like for me my meditation used to be my treadmill okay um now it's my little you know that's in la but here we have this desk bike (laughs) got you got you um you know it just allows me sometimes not to only stretch my legs because you know sometimes you know we hate to do squats but i would do them watching tv (laughs) but um sometimes you know you just like it's an opportunity for me to like go in and think about all the things that I should be happy about, blessed about, mm. take the time to really, you know, smell the coffee. Yeah, So that's my meditation. But I was wondering, what types of meditation do you do? Because so I know there's so many.
1: Yeah, there's so many, you know. So I run a lot. And so running is a form of meditation. But what I've been uh, working on most recently is really getting just sitting quiet. And sometimes it can be a noisy place, but really just focusing the mind. So there's a guy named Joe Dispenza, who I've been uh, reading a lot about and listening to a lot. And I'm actually going to go to one of his retreats in Cancun. And it's literally about just, you know, creating reality with your thoughts. So getting quiet, still, breathing, uh, that's a big component of it, controlling your breath and just allowing energy to like come in flow and you kind of manipulate, you know, reality to a large degree. So it's all about like the power of the mind. It's the thing that a lot of the, you know, religions teach, but, you know, sometimes it's difficult to practice. So it's almost like if you set your intention, you're grateful for what else is going on. And then you kind of think about how you want things to play out. You know, a lot of religions call with prayer you know so it's very similar but now I'm trying to supercharge it and uh I've seen the results so far so I'm excited yeah
0: that's awesome we uh spoke with Sean uh Sean is uh, I think Sean Sean Potts anyway he's one of the most uh influential surfboarders in the world and um he wrote he writes these books he's, like, he's a world champion and mm-hmm. one of his books he we discussed he's from um, Durban South Africa so we okay. talked about you know South Africa, but he writes these books, The Surfer and the Sage. So he gave me one, mm. and um, it was about. You know how you know he used all his coaching exercises and in in uh, those, those exercises or his, his workout regimens with the surfboard and being with water and how that was calming for him. But he, he has those little mantras, those mantras. And um, he said a lot of the things that you were saying just now, he was saying, um, those, is, those are the, the secrets to life and the uh, the targets that he says he puts out there is uh, writing things out, you know, visualization, seeing is believe me, all that stuff. And so, I told him. I had to speak with when I saw that because one of our um I guess one to call it you know Ethan whatever Ethan is one of our I guess muses you know he's with storm models whatever so I met his parents at their hotel at one point in Morro Bay so I loved this kid when I saw him he's so humble he's so he has a great spirit so I've watched him go from St Louis of Busbo all the way now he's at University. we know if he's saying it wrong with University of San Diego <laughs> but you yes. know, you know, I, I mixed it up I, I praise that, and yeah UCSD so anyway he's going there for um some kind of you know tourism management program it's so awesome to be a part of that journey with him so i told him about that and so it, it and then as i was speaking to him uh, he had the same kind of uh The thoughts that you said, and you said that basically what happens is, you know, you really don't know what kind of impact you have on a person, but you really do. And, you know, especially for people who are calm and meditative. Um, So, you know, it's right. You know, seeking a a quiet space is so awesome. Um, and And it does allow me. And sometimes I'm like sitting down, like you said, and I don't even realize I'm doing it.
1: You Know yeah. it's yeah. okay
0: to, and it's okay to take a deep breath, but alchemy, all that stuff, that works. it works. Seeing, believing, achieving, it, it works. So um, w- what are some of your major ones that you've seen come to fruition? Cause I also think, you know, a lot of times I see premonitions. I have premonitions. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. You know? and,
0: I, and I told him the same thing, and I was like, ah, I know people are gonna think I'm crazy, but who cares? But um, it's the same thing, you know. You see yourself sitting in the car, and I, I see everything, or I see myself sitting in this beautiful home, whatever, it comes into fruition. And, you know, next thing you know, you're sitting on a plane and you're on a tropical island. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah. You know. That's so it's really powerful. And I feel like people don't believe in it, but what are some of the ones, if possible, can you name for some of your achievements with that meditative work of yours?
1: Well, it, you know, it's really interesting that you asked that question. I would say one of the one of the most recent ones, uh, the fact that I said I, I needed to be a series regular. I wanted to get a, got a job as a series regular, you know, because you get these guest stars and these recurring and recurring on this show called South Side, which is amazing. I love it. It's all about the South Side of Chicago. Fantastic. Well, I, I also wanted to be a series regular. So meaning I'm on every single episode, I got top billing. And of course, with that, there's a little additional pay. And so I had said that, and, you know, lo and behold, out of, I would say nowhere, but again, thoughts or things, we create our reality. I get a call from a brother named Brett Dismuke, who actually I went to high school with uh, at Whitney Young in Chicago. And he called me, he said, yo, I've got this perfect role for you, can... I have the producers call you. Next thing I know, they're calling me. They've seen some of my work and they're like, yo, you'd be perfect for this role we got. Next thing you know, here I am, a series regular on this show called Hush, uh, dropping on AMC All Black uh, December 1st. So, I mean, it literally was that. And I was like, yo, I need to be a series regular, series regular. So now next thing is Oscar. You know, that's the next thing. So I got, um... You know, I'm a big believer in visualization, so I don't know if you gonna be able to see that, but that's my uh, screen saver on my phone right now, me holding the Oscar. So, <laughs> you know, that's next.
0: Wow. That's so awesome. On my journey in Hollywood, it was such a pleasure when I first met you, and yeah. I was like, oh, my God, that's dope. And then you're my frat brother, too, and um, I was experimenting. I come. But I knew it. I knew you were like a stand up gentleman, all this stuff, you were always supportive. And um, I knew I I was on your journey and um, I believe you did stand up at one point and stuff you were great And then you know you are always ripped. I was like, oh my god! It's like I want to eat a cookie right now. Lon Ray. <laughs> you want to talk, bro? You want to talk, bro? You know, you know, sometimes you gotta fall off a little bit to come back up. So yeah, like, yeah. So, you know, we, like Janet Jackson, I'm Long Jackson. I have to go in and out. <laughs>
1: there you go. There you go. But, nice. but, um,
0: but but Lon Ray you always be like, you know, in tip top shape, and I'm like, oh, I hate him. <laughs> but um, but the great thing is, is like you're such a motivator and you're such a support. Order. you're such a believer in other people's dreams and aspirations and to me that was always like a beautiful thing for me mm. and I was like to see another black man kind of love up like that or, you know on another person a human being just men, women children whatever I'm just like dang and then for you to give me that kind of um you know just love and support and and then you my fat brother. And it's just like, it was like, that, that's like the icing on the cake. But for me, it was like, we had so many things that crossed paths, like me coming from Detroit, you know, born and raised and you being born and raised in Chicago, I believe you're born and raised there. It was just like, it was like, damn, you know, I just love the energy of the Midwest. So it's, it's like, it's such a great thing. And you should, you know, I'm so happy that you are continuing your journey and something, I knew it, I knew that our paths would realign and I was gonna be ready for all the big things that were going on in your world. And speaking of which, I see you sitting on a lot of advisory boards. So oh. I was gonna ask you about, he hasn't you about those because you know people don't understand there's so much work that you do in front of that camera and staying in shape. But bro, you be doing a lot of work behind the scenes because you are a community man. You're a renaissance man, I'm giving you a bouquet. Not just still flowers, I'm giving you a bouquet. So tell us some more about these advisory positions.
1: Well, you know, I appreciate that greatly. Um, And let me just say, you know, yeah, I want us all to win. You know, I just... I think everybody deserves a chance, deserves a chance at their dreams. You know, when when we're all achieving, we're all happier. You know, some people feel like they got to put other people down to achieve something, but I think we can all win together. You know, a rising tide raises all ships. So that's my model. That's the way I've I've always uh, kind of lived and operated. Whenever there's an opportunity to get involved uh, in an organization that I think is doing good, then I'm all for it. So yeah, I've been on the advisory board of the Geffen Playhouse. So it's kind of, you know, uh, David Geffen, Uh, He founded it and, uh, you know, some amazing, amazing work comes through there. I had the opportunity to work with the advisory board when we did um, a um, basically reading program, you know, because I believe entertainment is a great unifier, but it's also a great way to teach. So we got to go into some inner city schools and do some reading comprehension programs that raise the students' K scores through the roof because now it's not them sitting in a corner being forced to read out loud or things that are uncomfortable, they're actually engaged in storytelling. So um, that has been amazing. Been on the advisory board for the American Black Film Festival, who's brought through, you know, everybody from uh, Will Packer, from Will Packer Productions, you know, Tyler Perry, Common, uh, Tiffany Haddish, like you name it, like You know, it's kind of the quintessential uh, film festival of Black excellence. I'm getting back to work with the Pan-African Film Festival. uh, And then one of the organizations I'm really proud to be aligned with is the Peggy Beatrice Foundation. I know it's backwards, but um, we do a lot of work with the homeless in downtown L.A. in Skid Row. And so one of the other films that I'm doing that's dropping in in January is called The Invisible Ones. And it's basically the wire on Skid Row. So AMC All Black picked that up, um, but essential, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's important because I think we have to realize that homelessness, a huge, huge issue, especially in California, and people that are experiencing it have so many different contributing factors from, yes, of course, we all know there are people who are, you know, substance abuse and addicted. We know there are people who have mental illness. There are also people who are just poor and are living out of their cars and have had some bad luck and maybe can't afford their medical bills. And so, you know, I'm so happy that Karen Bass won uh, the mayoral election because, you know, she's been a service-oriented Person. And she said one of the things early on with the homelessness situation, we have to get in there and triage it, meaning we have to get to know the people, get to know what's happening, and then treat them. You know, other people are talking about, you know, just get them off the street, put them in somewhere, but like that's just getting them out of our sight. But, you know, one of the things that we want to do through this project called The Invisible Ones is sensitize people to what people are going through and then show. Homelessness from all the different aspects, whether it's, you know, from the aspect of the person living on home on, you know, on Skid Row or homeless or anywhere in the in the country, really. Also, the politicians, the citizens, right, because sometimes there's this dichotomy of people who want to get out there and help, they don't know where to start, and then other people who've been You know, attacked, you know, by homeless people. We even had a murder on Melrose. you know. So it's very, very complex. And you have business owners that, you know, what do you do when people don't want to come into your store because there's people sleeping outside on the sidewalk or camped up? And then now that affects your bottom line and you don't want to be insensitive, but you still got to, you know, pay your bills. So we try to tackle all those, all those subjects and kind of shed some light on, I think both the, the homelessness epidemic, as well as some of the solutions, as well as invite more people into the fold uh, to talk about it. So like National Coalition for the Homeless, um, there's a great organization in New York called uh, actually, yeah, I should introduce you to these guys. Uh, used to be called New York City Relief, and now they're expanding, coming to the West Coast and, and all over the, the country, and they've changed the name to City Relief. Uh, Kevin Bacon is a big supporter, and they've got a great system on how to really triage and keep track of the people that come for, for help, and then also bring a bunch of different resources together. So then that way, you know, sometimes people, you know, they've been in prison, you know, whether rightfully or wrongfully, but when you come back, your apartment's not there, you're- your ID, where's all that? You know, they're a great organization. And I think that's what's going to take is all of us combined to work together to find solutions. Because, you know, with this recession, this inflation, it could, you know, thank God, but it could be any of us at any time. So that's what we want to kind of shed light on with the invisible ones. And that's one of the organizations, the Peggy Beatrice Foundation. <laughs> Uh, uh, yay that's dope bro that's so dope
0: yeah. you know you never know what it's like to be homeless until I was homeless at one point I was homeless one time and um you know right when I moved to LA for some silly things you know but it happened and yeah. um you had to sleep in your car actually I rent a car rent a wreck when I first moved to LA it didn't break me and yeah. um, it made me more resourceful and it made me know where I'm from mm-hmm. I'm Detroit tough so yes. um yeah you know, nobody can can do anything to take that away from who you are it's, is uh, is that energy, that life, and that blood, and that heart? So when I when that happened to me, it was a silly thing, but you know what? And then- we go through things and that's part of life. And, um, when I did that and I did, and I saw what I was able to accomplish and how I got out of there, just like you said, Oh, and, it, and uh, it was just great. It was amazing to see, you know, how God works and how the power of prayer works and, you know, just meditating and chanting. I don't even know what that was until I was the homeless. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> you know? yeah, wow. I, I remember I did I, and, and I haven't said that word in a while since speaking to you right now, wow. but, um, yeah, it was kind of interesting. But I was—I remember me just doing prayer hands and just looking down. And just—it was just an interesting role because I actually stayed or spent, spent some time in Third um, and Alvarado.
1: Yeah. And um, oh, yeah,
0: in yeah, a motel that was uh—you know, it, sm- it was clean allegedly, but it just smelled. It smelled it had this really smell, and it just really made me just. It was bad, yeah. and um, I couldn't breathe, and, and I had to open the window, and they had coke, and it lasted three days, and then it went to five days, and then boom, 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 check, 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 book jobs, book jobs, campaign, campaign, events, moved out. <laughs> so, there you go. There you so, go. You know, so, you know, yeah. you know, but I prayed on it, and I never let it make me fall apart. You know, I showered in the gym, a 24-hour fitness around the corner from over there, and uh, I worked out, you know, and I was doing my thing. I even gave me a little tan. I was doing whatever I had to do to let that not affect me mentally. You right. know, you know yeah. even though at, yeah. sometimes I went upstairs and I heard noises and people screaming and some things that was, you know, I just don't ever want to go at that back there again. Mm. But uh, But at the same time, I ain't afraid of it. There
1: you go. Because yeah. I know
0: I can survive through that stuff. So I was like, forget it. But one thing's for sure is it's just interesting because... You know, when we started the magazine, we started out, you know, in that downtown area in Brewery Lofts and 60 Main. And I okay. met a, a homeless person named Pirate. Pirate was, um, he dressed up like a pirate, but I heard he was, you know, his story was X, Y, and Z. So I embraced Pirate, and I embraced all the homeless people downtown. In fact, and you know, you give them food you talk to them, you hear their story, and they'll tell you some things that can help your life and (laughs) and help reshape your life. So, you know, when you Uh talk about, you know, sensitivity, you know, it's it's important that we humanize individuals. You have to humanize people because like you said, you know, you never know how that person ended up there. It's not always what you think it is. It's not always prison, child support, you know, bankruptcy, or, or, you know, being poor. It's also, you know, things happen to people. You know, people call, bump their fucking head. People don't understand that, so, and then they don't know who they are. Some of those people could be having amnesia. Just yeah. up, you just never know. And so like sometimes, right, if people don't understand that, so you making a judgment on somebody, you are really playing yourself out. The one thing is for sure is as humans, we owe it to ourselves to help one another. And for you to sweep those people under the rug is gross. Yeah. And I think it really is. And the greatest thing that happens is that damn train.
1: Yes. Because that
0: train let them people be able to have a place to um, have some warmth. Go around, you know, ride back and forth. I know people mad, but I take the train to L.A. too, so I don't care. Yeah. And I'll exactly. clean up after them and I give them water or whatever because they're here and they're not going anywhere. Where are they gonna go? It's homelessness yeah. everywhere in every major city. Yep. Yep. So where are they going?
1: Exactly. So uh, exactly. why would we figure it out? And why would you leave L.A. when the weather's great? And that's a big reason why people come. You know, boom, because, boom, you know, Chicago. So, yeah. you're, right. You're, yeah.
0: Exactly. So um, I think what you're doing is beautiful. I talked to the wrestler, the former wrestler, um, CJ Perry. And she said, mm. she, you know, she's been talking to homeless people, you know, helping them out. And she she got slammed on TikTok or Twitter or whatever. It's like, it's so childish. It's like, if she said anything out her mouth or whatever, she said something about, she said she didn't know homeless people had phones. And they, they jumped on her and I said that's so dumb you know you helped that man out whatever and I didn't you know but I told her I said yeah a lot of people home, do have phones they have cell phones you know there's a lot of those little you know burner phones sometimes mm-hmm. they find a phone you do what you gotta do when you're homeless you already know and we need to communicate And sometimes that line of communication is actually a line of deflection and also information that's a whole right. other conversation yeah but I told her and we you know she was really she was sad and I told her I said that's fine and she was, you know, about to cry and stuff. It was just like, what are people like? We are human.
1: Yeah.
0: I went to Cornell, motherfucker. And I didn't know that um until I went to Cornell. I was from Detroit. I didn't really know and understand reggae music. I was crying because I wanted to hear two loud Crew. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know? I really did cry, and I didn't yeah. know there was such things as white Puerto Ricans until I went to Cornell. Yeah. You know, and so people didn't understand that. You know, that's not a race. That's a culture. That's a language. Right. Hispanic is in Portugal. Those are Hispanic people. Latina. That's you know, that's you know, Latinx is the African diaspora. So I'm so happy that everybody's starting to see that they and acknowledge who they really are. Because yeah. now we yeah. can really work on the stuff that we haven't been that we haven't been given attention to. And um I think that's amazing, Laura. I'm so happy for you and proud of you because I remember I saw you and I was like, yeah, you're gonna be fine. That man ain't gonna be fine. <laughs> I was like, he's gonna be every time I turn around, you know, you are really all about the arts. You're so enter- entertaining, you're mm. so cool, and you really, really, really what I love about you most is that you always accept people for who they are. Mm. And I think that is a beautiful thing about you that you should never ever change. And I can, you know, as even as a grown man, I know you ain't. this just who we are. You know, you're just that fun, loving person. And everything that you ever desire and love. And I always knew this about you, you're going to get. I never think, thought you would never be anything less than an Oscar. That's one of your many awards and accolades you'll receive. And I know that it's coming soon. Because me and you know, we've seen some things in our homelands and growing up in those cities. So, I mean, like, I'm so happy for you that you're doing what you're doing because you have a real heart to go. It's not just publicity. People don't understand that we ain't doing. We're not doing publicity. We don't hate on people that's trying to help people. It's childish. It's stupid. Like you said, why are you mad at me? Don't get mad at him. He's doing what he had to do. And if anything, even if you don't like me, I'm gonna help you, and vice versa. That's how it should be. Because right now we're being attacked. You know, we need to figure out ways on how to build together. It's childish because you know it's you know it's more than one Black Panther. So for yeah. you, man, I'm so excited because, you know, you and your genetic makeup, you know, physically and mentally is a Black Panther. Mm. It's been a Black Panther. And I was kind of like mad and jealous, but I still support the movie because I work with, you know, we work with Disney. We work with Marvel. We just pushed out the new Black Panther comic 13 with Neymar, battling it out with Avengers. And it's, that's such a blessing, you know. But for me, you're Black Panther. You honestly, you're Black Panther. You've always yeah. been Black, and I know a lot of people would agree with that. You are Black Panther, wow. you know. And I hope and I pray they see you, so you can step into your, your life, because wow. man, you you deserve that to be in that movie, you know. Because we were in a time growing up in the industry when they didn't have no roles for us, and it was and it's and it's exhausting. So true. So but true. we keep it. We keep to ourselves when we shut up. You know, we've all been in rooms of James Cameron, all too, but it's only one of those damn roles for Avatar. There's only one of those roles. So just having a, a movie like Black like Panther, you know, I, you know, gives so much back to our communities. And I don't really care about any message points. I just like the fact that I see a person that looks like me fighting people.
1: <laughs> okay. Do it, do it. No. And that's the beautiful thing is like, because what that allowed them to do is see right. the power of a all black or mainly black cast, right? right? Like for years and years and years when I used to run a film finance company, I used to talk about, oh, there's no money in the, uh, in the black box office. Oh, people aren't gonna pay to see that. And then Tyler Perry broke the myth. And then, you know, we had a couple other projects in broke the myth. And now Black Panther is over 300 million. So now imagine if we kind of as a people who have been forgotten and pushed aside, if we get together, especially across the diaspora, right? Latin, uh, African, et cetera, come together and start to do things that are our stories that we actually own. You know, Black Panther is great and it's a mythical thing, right? It's still Marvel. It's still Stan Lee. God bless him for doing it. But there's still so many stories that get to be told from our full standpoint that are actually based on our culture and based on our history. You know, let's not we don't go into the Orishas and Santeria and all of that. But there's some superheroes that the world has yet to meet that I'm looking forward to bringing to life. So yeah, and
0: I, yes, and you will, and I know. I never even I don't know if you told me you wanted to do that, but I just always saw you being a superhero character, and I was like, this man deserves that. This man is gonna get that, and I never told you. Or I think I told you I was drinking with you one night. I don't know, <laughs> but I just always saw superhero. So when I saw Black Panther, I was like, oh, my God, it's coming for him. It's coming for him. It's, him.
1: it's coming. Shout out to Ruth Carter for the Oscar. Shout out to Chadwick Boseman. Uh, yes,
0: rest in peace.
1: He was a good friend. He actually used to babysit my, uh, my son back in the day. Oh, wow. Um, and I didn't He know. was yeah. salt of the earth. So he is salt of the earth. I'm just going to say his spirit is still out there. And, you know, what everybody did. Angela Bassett and Tisha Wright, Riri from Chicago. Like what they did was for me, reawaken the imagination and all the possibilities that can occur and that will occur. And Ryan Coogler, I mean, since, he's been killing since day one with Fruitvale station, Uh, also a really, really good deep brother, you know, so I'm just excited for all the new possibilities that, that are going to happen and and that we're here to see it. You know, because, yeah, I remember those roles. You know, I had the dreadlocks, so I could only be Jamaican thug number two. You right. know.
0: it's like we are so far from that. And that's that really ate my soul. You know, when you think yeah. I can't rap or I can't be a hood nigga, you stupid as hell. I've been chased <laughs> down the block and I whooped out people's ass at one time. Tommy Lee, Tommy Hearns one time took me home and told my dad and you know my mom and Begged him for me to go to his gym at one point because I was being attacked by three kids at once, and I was mm. all three they asked. So <laughs> right, never judge a book by its cover,
1: never never,
0: never, know. never. So, one thing's for sure is like you, you know, I always loved that about you, and um, I can't wait. What's so speaking of which, do we um touch on all the subjects and things that you wanted to touch on?
1: Well, I just you know, yes, but I just want to remind everybody um about some of these projects because that's, that's awesome. how we get. That's how we get renewed, and that's how we get more seasons, and that's how we get more material. Just like Black Panther did three hundred million, they're gonna do another Black Panther because it made three hundred million. If it flopped, that might be the end. But please, please, please check out Sherman Showcase, IFC, AMC Plus. That's playing right now. We're in season two. Check out South Side by the same creators. Uh, well, let me go back. Sherman Showcase is executive produced by John Legend, so he's all through it. He makes all his cameos, so check that out. Hilarious, hilarious show, uh, produced, created, uh, showrun, and acted by Shir Salahuddin from Top Gun Maverick and Diallo Riddle, who is in Marlin, the Marlin series. So they have made that show, Sherman Showcase. They also made another show called Southside, which I happen to be a recurring, have a recurring role on as Greg the Marine. That's dropping in December. We don't have the exact date yet, but it's dropping next month. That's on HBO Max. Uh, Hush from AMC All Black, Octet Productions with uh, Joyful Drake, Erica Minna, uh, Candace Dillard from Real Housewives of the Potomac. That's dropping December 1st, AMC All Black. And then in January, we'll have The Invisible Ones, the story about, you know, the homelessness uh, epidemic, we call it the skid row, uh, the wire on skid row that drops on AMC All Black on January 19th. And all the information is going to be on my Instagram, IG, fit4LA, F-I-T, the number four, LA, follow me. You know, let's let's ride together. Let, let me know how I can support. I'm an actor, you but already I already you are,
0: you already have supported and you already mm. know it's natural for us. So it's on you right now. You already you know. Let's get um, it. Let's get it. Let's
1: get it. Duh, duh. Yeah, yeah. We need to have another a strategy talk on what you're doing with 360. We're
0: we having it right now. So
1: okay, we, perfect. I, I, was gonna, I was gonna ask you as well, is there
0: one piece of advice that you can offer a young person that is struggling with self-identity mm. and dealing with people who don't believe in them, their parents kicked them out, anything like that, like people who have ostracized them. Yeah. Is there, is there a piece of advice you can offer that type of person? Because I feel like you're the, um, you know, you're the blueprint
1: for Oh, wow. That, that means a lot. Thank you for that. I, yeah, I would say, you know, believe in yourself. Like you have to figure out a way to channel out the noise and to stay focused on what you want, not necessarily what, it is what things look like right now. You know, Vaughn, you said it yourself, like, you've been homeless. You slept in your car. I've slept in my car before. You know, Oprah, like, all these people. Tyler Perry, he's so, you know, uh, he was homeless and sold his, not even DVDs. What were they? They were VHS tapes out of his car. Stay focused on on what you want and not what you don't want. Not the reality, what things seem to be. Focus on what you want and be who you are and don't let anybody tell you different because that's what makes you unique. Everybody else is taken. So be yourself. Those are my words of advice. Be yourself, be confident, know that you were wonderfully made. The creator God, Jesus, Allah, Buddha, whoever you believe in ancestors, spirit, the universe created you and put you on earth for a reason. And the things that you desire, the things that you want to happen is Again, God's way, the universe's way, spirit's way of showing you what direction to go in. Get your little visualizations, get your mantras, get quiet. World start to get crazy. Go somewhere. If you can't get quiet, clo- plug your ears up and just visualize and focus on, on what you want. And I guarantee if you stay fixated on that, it's going to happen. And then you come and then do an interview on 360 because you heard it here with my man Von Lowry.
0: Ah uh, yeah, I love that man. That's beautiful. It's all about being transparent, being who you are. You can be yeah. nothing but anything else. And it's like you said, um, be yourself. And it's so important to be yourself because you also attract what you need and what you, yes. you wish for. And it's yes. energy, you know. You actually block your blessings when you try to be somebody you're not. Because I don't because mm-hmm. you bust the wires.
1: Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm.
0: and it's like, you know, just be yourself, you know, and part of being yourself, I found too is just finding your passion. And yep. your purpose in life. Once you find the purpose in life, that's where you're driven. Because there's going to be a lot of obstacles, like you said. So, you know, to cut that, no, that clutter out. Yep. <laughs> Love you're that. Love that. You always get solutions. <laughs> <laughs> Listen,
1: right? <laughs> Give exactly.
0: Earplugs, now. Give me earplugs.
1: All my yep. needs. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Brent, it's been a pleasure
0: speaking to you. Um, I'm definitely going to hop on a quick call with you. So cool. but um yeah I'm so happy for you. I knew something amazing was going on and now I've been confirmed. Mm, That's- awesome. Thank you, my brother. I <laughs> so appreciate um, that. it's a pleasure and, um have a good holiday weekend. Thank um you. I don't know what this is, weekend, double weekend,
1: something like that. It's all that, that <laughs> all that weekend, early week, we're taking it all. All right, so man, it was a pleasure speaking with you, and we're gonna um be in touch with you very shortly. All right. I look forward to Keep it. Negative All, All right, brother.